0: Hey, I'm Pastor Rhonda.
1: And I'm Pastor Seth.
0: You're listening to Growing Hope
1: Living Faith. Well, welcome back to Growing Hope Living Faith Podcast. This is episode, I believe it's number 42, I believe. So...
0: The weeks, blah, blah. We're
1: almost <laughs> to the year. So, uh, due to the year mark, uh, obviously 52 episodes. We've actually done more than 42 episodes because we had several special episodes right. where we did some interviews and things. And so at least one episode, I know, where we did as a kind of a special on its own type of thing. So we've actually done more, but, uh, but yeah. So um, I'm obviously feeling a little bit better. Still have a little bit of a cough and um, you know, my weekend was not fun. I had strep throat. Oh, uh, My son had strep throat. So both of us had strep throat and um, yeah. So it sounds
0: miserable.
1: <laughs> the beginning of the school year is always hard for us. It's really, really hard for us because my wife's a teacher, and then I have two kids that are, you know, one in kindergarten, one in first grade now. Mm -hmm. And so two weeks ago, my daughter had strep, and so we dealt with that. And then this last weekend, my son—sorry, <coughs> my son—got strep, and then I ended up getting strep oh, as well. Goodness. And
0: so I don't think I've ever had that. But you've I've never had, had it, no. But oh. I've had things like tonsillitis, which out. takes longer. <laughs> <laughs> At least you can take an antibiotic, and it pretty much right, right. knocks it out. But so many other things I've had that are—that's just a viral thing. Right. It just—you have to ride it out, and I yeah. hate that.
1: Yeah, like my daughter has had her tonsils and adenoids out, and she's just gotten strep twice since then. Like, wow. which is really crazy. Um, they say. Um, but I kind of grew up, and I I got strep all the time growing up, and it was just wow. kind of a very um, I was very susceptible to it. Yeah. Ooh, I, I think I got that word right. Yeah. Uh, susceptible to it, and so um, I think I passed that gene on to her. Unfortunately,
0: well, mine's pink eye. If mm. I just look at you, if you've got pink eye, then yeah, my eyes start getting red, and I start running, and yeah.
1: See, I've never, I don't think I've ever had pink eye.
0: I don't remember having it much as a kid, but when I taught preschool, I Mm. would get it every time. And when my grandkids get it, I'm just borrowing their (laughs) drops.
1: We're just praying and hoping that my wife um, doesn't get it. You know, doesn't right. get strapped. So she's been standing strong and standing firm, and uh, it's kind of funny. She actually just called me right before this, and I was like, "Oh, this could be bad news." That's what I told just like, "Oh, this is probably going to be bad news," and uh, thankfully, it wasn't. She just wanted me to go get her a drink and hey, bring it to her.
0: I need a <laughs> drink uh, and that nice eyes. Yeah, don't you just love
1: that? <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, so yeah. So you got to preach this last weekend. I How did. do you feel like that went?
0: Well you know i'm still in the learning phase i felt very comfortable um as far as like the logistics, you know, about not being so nervous about where to stand. And mm-hmm. and, and I did have a, um, I think I ruined Pastor Mark's um, headset. I don't know. It what? just, it kept like falling down and um, I had it on like when I was singing that kind of thing, but, right. um, but I kept feeling it drooping <laughs> and then I'm like, I don't think this thing's supposed to be touching my face yeah. so and it was do? just like laying on my chin. So yeah, before I got started. Like, I would be talking, and then it would just kind of fade out like that. And there it was, like, showing me, you know, like, I can't hear you. So, finally, I just took it off, and I picked up my handheld, and I kept going.
1: That's exactly what you do.
0: Yeah. And, um, but, yeah, I mean, it's different to preach a message that you just feel down in your heart. Mm. You know, I just, this message was about blind Bartimaeus. And um, I had to do an assignment in my last class about him and about imagining God, you know, with his arms outstretched, what do you want me to do for you? And we kind of wrestled with that question um, in the message. And so that really resonated with me because I, I knew that I had, um, I don't know, reservations about just telling God what I want because Mm -hmm. I've been disappointed, you know. And I think a lot of us are at times disappointed because God doesn't respond the way we think he should. And um, so, yeah, I felt very comfortable. And I'm comparing it to one of the last messages I preached and I just didn't enjoy that as right. well when I preached. It was the, the Sunday that I preached. It was on Mother's Day, but I was mm-hmm. preaching the lectionary passage right. about Paul going to Athens, and there's all these Greek gods, and all that yes. just kind of like floating right over my head. But this message really resonated with my own heart. Yes. And so I think that that makes a big difference in being being comfortable to preach it. That's
1: right. Yeah. and the more and more you have those opportunities, I'm so glad you're getting those opportunities yeah. to to get behind the pulpit. And um, the more and more you do it, you know, you, you get more and more just comfortable with, with your delivery and all those things. Wow. You learn. You learn what works mm-hmm. for you, what doesn't work for you. You learn your setups, you know, how to get mm-hmm. from one section kind of to the next and wow. uh, how that works for you and all that.
0: And I've also learned how... Um, <laughs> I like to use my iPad and I've learned what size font Mm, that I can see really well. I know how to separate my paragraphs Mm -hmm. so that I find my place easily. And now I've learned how to highlight or bold certain words So that helps me keep my place. So that's all part of it, you know, it's, you know, just learning and I really like using the iPad and, and, but I don't feel comfortable preaching without having my Bible on the podium because, but with, I don't know, I don't trust my eyesight that well. Like if I just were to start reading from the actual Bible, I don't see as well. And I like being able to make it bright on the screen and, um.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So if you're not a preacher, you just got a little bit of a glimpse uh, behind, you know, <laughs> some of the things that it takes uh, to, to preach. But there is, there's a lot that goes into it. And it's, right. you know, you try to create and get to a space. Where you think through potentially all the distractions and things that potentially could happen And you try to know your material obviously well enough now there are people that do manuscripts and stuff and that's great You know, that's awesome. Um, I've never really been a manuscript kind of guy um, no, I am <laughs> i don't <laughs> be honest like I probably should but I don't I generally you know I might write one or two things down just if I'm struggling with remembering maybe like some transitions and stuff but I'm not a big note guy. I, I just kind of mm-hmm. go up there with the Bible and um, just kind of open it up and, and kind of go. But like I said, it's probably not a great thing. I don't, that's not, I, think I really should be bragging be about you. that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I'm a manuscript person. So is Pastor Lewis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is he? I,
1: yeah, 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 Pastor
0: Lewis at Woodstock. We've had that conversation and I'll be preaching there in September. Yeah, that's right. It's up. So at least his, his congregation understands. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah. My
1: so, it's good. So, Well. I didn't know we were going to get into that and uh Wait, you know I did
0: have a distraction that um yeah, did you? and it's yeah and I'm so thankful we have a young man in our congregation that has some physical challenges so um he was having a seizure and his wow. caregiver was just not panicking about it and was just holding him and yeah it was really kind of sweet you know just to see How she just cared for him throughout, you know. It wasn't like, you know, he was, I don't know how, it was more like, he wasn't really unconscious, but just kind of out of it. Right, right, right. And, um, but yeah, she just stayed there, and I just kept preaching, and she kept holding him, and, you know, patting his face and all this. It was really kind of sweet, but just, man. That's scary, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, It is.
1: Yeah, I've been in a service before um, where the girl right behind us um, literally passed out. Um, wow. The pastor was up there preaching. I wasn't preaching. <coughs> the pastor was preaching, and um, and she just kind of went limp in her chair, and he noticed it from the pulpit. And he stopped everything. We I mean, had, like, moved chairs out of the way, and they put her on the ground. We're doing CPR and stuff, like, wow. right in the middle of service. And uh, thankfully, there was a doctor. The town doctor was was there, and um, wow. he was able to get everything and then called the ambulance. They came in and got her, and then we kind of went back to service, you know, yeah. prayed, you know, like, during then, those moments do? and all yeah. that. And so, um, yeah, it's it's pretty, pretty interesting to— You know, obviously those are few and far in between, but um, but yeah. So for sure, well, you have been also in class, and we we were kind of discussing some of the things that uh, you've been studying, and so uh, you know, just thought it'd be fun just to kind of talk about those things. And um, you know, I I think theology is very very important um, for us to be grounded and kind of have those foundational blocks of what we believe and why we believe Mm -hmm. what we believe um, are very very important. Um, And you're in Theology 101 right now
0: Yes, and I I love it because I've had theology before at Nazarene Bible College But taking it at Trevecca with different textbooks and different professors It's just like getting it from a whole new perspective Even though it's the same subject matter But I love it, It, even though it's very intimidating Just the word theology, you know, I think intimidates most people But um, Dr. Gaines was giving an illustration of like going up on the mountaintop and Mm. watching the sun come up in the morning and how beautiful it is. And unless you experience that, Mm. you can't really go tell, you know, the people, you know, down below in the town that doesn't see the sunrise on the mountaintop. They have no idea what you see in the words that you have. And, and different people, even on the mountaintop, will have different experiences because, you know, somebody may see, you know, an animal, you know, up there. Might think it's uh, like he, he was talking about it might be an elk or it could be, you know, something else, a buffalo or something. Yeah, yeah. But um, people have different um, things that the way that they experience God. And so to go back with those eyewitness accounts and to share with people, that's kind of what we're doing in theology. We're studying God and then we're relating that to others.
1: Yeah. Cause like I said, our my experiences in life, your experiences in life um, sometimes lead us to different places and even mm-hmm. different thoughts. And, um, and so, you know, theology, is very important in how we learn and how we grow as we have conversations. We, you know, Mm -hmm. talk to people and talk about their stories and talk about how they approach scripture and and different things. But we, in order for us to really, I think, expand and grow, you know, we got to enter those places with an open mind. And I think we've probably talked about that a little bit, um, you know, on the podcast before. Um, But, you know, if we're going to do it and do it well and listen, we've got to be... Willing to listen, right. actually listen to people and listen to what they say and how right. they approach scripture and um, and how they approach learning, I guess, from scripture. Right. Um, and so, uh, and there's so many great resources, theological resources beyond mm. scripture, um, which are, which are important. There's some bad yeah. resources out there, <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> just, as, just as, just as much difference. as, you know, there's right. good resources. There are, I think, you know, personally, I believe bad resources out there as well. Um, but that's why we, we've got to keep, I think, fine tuning and having these interesting and tough conversations. Um, and some things will be inconsequential, you know, like sometimes I think we'll talk about things like some philosophical things and even potentially theological things that in the grand scheme of it all probably really doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Um, we, we make sometimes big deals about things and, um, not that that's necessarily bad, but like you know, that philosophical question, once again, can God make a rocky? He doesn't live. Doesn't really matter. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? In the grand scheme of it, doesn't really, really matter. It's fun to talk about. It's fun to debate. It's fun to you know do all those things. But um, you know, there, there are things that, that really do matter though. And um, I think it's important for us to try to grasp that to the best of our ability and to listen to our brothers and sisters in Christ and what they've gone through and what they've experienced and how maybe some scriptures have hit them. And uh, that's the beautiful thing about about this thing called following Jesus is, you know, none of us are the same. Right. None of us necessarily believe the same, but we're still brothers and sisters.
0: Right. Well the first week I thought was very interesting. It was about the doctrine of revelation. And the I think the biggest takeaway that I got that week is the fact that God wants to be known. Mm-hmm. God doesn't have to to reveal Himself. Yep. He, you know, he he just doesn't have to, but he chooses to reveal himself. So how does he do that? Well, he does it through scripture, yep. but we have to be careful even with scripture. As Dr. Gaines said, uh, the Bible is not the fourth person in the Trinity. It is you know? not. Yeah. Are
1: you serious?
0: <laughs> yeah. And um, so, yeah, I mean, scripture will teach us about God. But we really have to look at Jesus mm. because Jesus shows us what God is like. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that was my first week. of But that's really-
1: hard. You know, that is really hard because we are such, once again, we are definitive people. We want, we're tangible people. And that's what mm-hmm. I think makes that really, really hard is is we want to be able to see. And so we can touch scripture, right? We can hold it in our hands. We can read it and we can try to interpret. And then that's that's the reality is anytime we read scripture, we're interpreting it through some type of lens. We're, we're doing something. We're using something, whether it be, like I said, our past experiences, whether it be tradition, be a lot of these things. We are using something to read that text through some uh, certain types of lens, that is allowing us to be able to interpret it in certain ways, and so I think that's where we once again we got to be really really careful. But we want that tangible thing, and we can do that with scripture. We can hold it in our hands, we can read it, and we can say, "Hey, this is really what we feel like scripture says." And then how is how now are we going to apply that to our life? And so that's why we like it. But there is this other truth, that God does reveal himself and his desire Mm -hmm. is to reveal himself. And um, he does that, like you said, through scripture, but he does that through relationship and he does that through a journey together with his people, um, through prayer, through all these things. And, um, and so, yeah, um, and we just talked about this whole revelation mentality of spiritual formation and how do we, how do we experience God and all that. So, uh, but yeah, no, it's really good.
0: Yeah. So the second week was the doctrine of the Trinity. And of course, you know, I've heard the Trinity explain it to us, okay? You know it all, yeah. So everybody
1: (laughs) will have a much better understanding of Trinity right now,
0: okay? Let me give you my (laughs) yeah. So, growing up, I've heard like the Trinity explained as, like, well, like, say right now, I am a wife, I'm a mother, and I'm a daughter, Mm. but we can't really describe God like that, you know. But I have been told that that's how you know God is one person and He does these um he acts in these three ways but that's that's not equal right. you know because that's like and i forgot is it modalism? Mm. am i saying that right that's modalism, where, modalism. Yep. okay see i've read these words and mm-hmm. i don't know how to pronounce them okay so that's like where god is an actor and there's one god and he puts on a mask mm. to be jesus and you know he puts on another mask and he's you know the holy spirit but but that's not what happens mm. um there's one God. Yeah. There is one, and it's not God and Jesus. It's not God as the Father mm-hmm. and then there's Jesus and the Spirit, but they they really are three in one. It's God dash Father, son, comma Spirit. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, cuz I've seen the little diagram in my head, yeah, but yeah. I can't describe that. But yeah, three Persons, not like how we describe a person, but three persons, one God. Yeah. And they all work together. The biggest part about the Trinity to know is they all work in redemption story. They all like God sent the son and then, you know, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, the son right. was conceived by the Holy Spirit. But it can get so technical and it can get really complicated. But really, yeah. that's what it is. It's one God, three persons, Working in redemption story,
1: yeah. Theology, um, you know, Trinity, uh, yeah, it's 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 a big topic, um, and I think that this is another place where people struggle. Um, the truth is, is any way we really try to describe it, we just can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it really falls short of the reality of Trinity and what Trinity really is all about. And you know, I've heard the water metaphor, you know, like. You have water is, as a liquid, is obviously water, then you have ice, and then you have vapor, water, vapor, gas, um, and so it's like, you know, three in one. But even that, I think, falls short of the reality of Trinity, um, and like I said, it's the same that we do with Scripture. We want that definitive, you know, we want right. those definitive answers, especially the day and time that we live, and we are the most educated people. In history, I mean, like when it comes to history, just think about that reality. We are the most educated people have ever been, ever, ever in history. And so there's a part of that mentality and culture, I think, that has invaded our religious space and it's an, even invaded, I think our relationship that we have to just be able to want this understanding we feel like we have to have this understanding to be able to tell people because since we are such an educated people if we don't have the answers mm-hmm. then the reality is, is people are going to think that you know that this is all a sham or whatever but there has to be this mysteriousness mm-hmm. to, to the trinity and there is this mysteriousness to the trinity and anytime I we'll talk about the, tr- right. the trinity I always open with that we right. can't we can't <laughs> right. understand this like we can't but it's okay for there to be a mystery. And I think the text and scripture allows for that, right? Like even in the name that God gives to Moses, like, I'm going to be whatever I want to be. Like there's a lot of mystery in that. Like you can't pin, we can't pin him God down. God's going to be whatever God desires to be. And so, um, yeah, I think allowing that mystery to permeate and to be there is good. Um, but I think a lot of people fear that because, once again, if there's mystery there, then what does that mean for the rest of my theology? You know, right. like what does that mean? And so I think that's probably the big struggle that a lot of people have.
0: Well, I loved what Dr. Gaines pointed out in one of our textbooks that he had written. Well, he's, it's like one of those books that where everybody contributes, but he con- contributed about the Trinity. And he talked about, you know, focusing in, and, and I hope I'm not, I hope I'm not paraphrasing him <laughs> wrong. It's going to be horrible. Um, but if I got it right, we focus in on Jesus because Jesus shows us what God is like. But he talked about him crucified. Mm. And he talked about his wounds. And it's like his wounds are the entry point for where we enter into this Dance of the trinity between the Father, Son, and the Spirit. And that kind of blew my mind. That's good. Because we are invited to participate. I mean, we don't become divine. Right. We're not equal like that. But we, again, he wanted to have a relationship with us. Mm-hmm. And so he made a way, and it's through the wounds of the crucified Jesus. So that's the entry point. And that just kind of blessed my soul mm-hmm. to think, you know, that's how we enter into this this dance yeah the Trinity. It's good. Yeah, I thought that was good.
1: So good. What and was next?
0: So this week, oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> last night I was reading, I was like, I, in fact, I think I text Pastor Mark and I said, Pastor Mark even at Dalton. Um, yes. I said, um, I'm a human being and I don't even know what that means anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I am. But, oh, my, we talked about um humanity. And about creation and about the sin issue. Yeah.
1: And so you're talking about anthropology.
0: Yes. So that theological, the, theological anthropology. anthropology. Yep. Yes. And wow. I don't even I mean, I read like for hours last night and then I watched about three hours of videos last night too. Mm. And um, yeah, my mind was kind of blown and I don't I don't know if I can even Describe this, so help me if I get it wrong. But Dr. Gaines was talking about when God created Adam, mm-hmm. you know, that we think that's just the male man uh, Adam. Yeah. yeah. And we, you know, then he. It's convenient for, yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. And he talks about, you know, how he was, you know, naming the animals and most. Most preachers will say, you know, Adam went through all these animals and says, like, I don't have anybody that's like me. Make me somebody that's like me. So he makes, you know, puts him to sleep and he takes one rib Mm -hmm. out of his side and Mm -hmm. he makes a woman. Right. Well, that just got shattered yesterday (laughs) because Adam in Hebrew Mm -hmm. is like an earthling yep. and it's almost like a humorous thing like um you know from the dust from the ground it's almost like he's saying from the earth and made an earthling mm-hmm. and he's not really a male or female is it's a human being it's an earthling mm-hmm. and as god separated the the waters from the sky and as he mm-hmm. separated the day and the night when he put Adam to sleep, he didn't take one rib. Men don't have one more rib, ribs than women, right. but it was that from the side, but he made the separation at mm. that point and made a male and a female because they're different words. The ish, and I forgot what the other one was. Isha. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, I told you, you need, I just learned this last night. You already know. So that's where you have male and female. Mm. And wow, what a difference that makes. I mean, that just shatters that whole, I mean, I knew that it was shattered, but that whole hierarchy thing of, you know, he made the man first and then the woman and yeah, but, um,
1: it's so cool though, right? It's so cool.
0: Yes. Yeah. And the fact that he told them to, um, to subdue or like to rule over the earth you know mm. in the creation and we really spend a lot of time with that what does that mean right you know and again god when he created the world he made everything good everything was good mm. and our job is as we bear witness to to God, we, as we reflect him, yeah. we need to reflect to creation his image of calling it good. Mm-hmm. And so where do you, I mean, I, that just kind of blows my mind. so it's like to our animals, to our, our trees and our mm-hmm. oceans, and we are bearing <laughs> his image and we are to be reflecting God with that message that you are good. Mm-hmm. So it matters to not throw your trash In the ocean, it matters on how you treat your, you know, your animals Mm. and all that really matters. But then I'm confused because of what (laughs) theology does. I'm going, so I'm reading this as I'm eating a hamburger. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I I don't even know what to do with that. That's a different episode. But um, yeah, yeah, it just really blew my mind to think about how God created and he he called it all good. Mm. And that's what we're supposed to do. That's we're good. supposed to just keep that message of declaring things good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and to be image bearers, you know, essentially our lives, um, how we go about living our lives, uh, it should point back to the person or the bearer that, or the image that you know, like we bear. It all points back to God. And so, if we're living lives that point to anything other other than God, (coughs) well, then we're we're not living the life that God's Mm -hmm. called us to live. And um, and so if it's pointing to ourselves or it's pointing to a business or if it's pointing to, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. those things that may get into in the way, um, sometimes it points to our family. Sometimes it points to that that's the thing that we really, really care about the most and we really stick up for and we do those things. And so um, if we're we're bearing an image of anything other than God, then, then we're not really... And so our lives, like I said, become that that thing that point back, and it's that reflection of God. And so as we become those image bearers, um, yeah, and, and like I said, it's so cool. I'm I'm, I'm glad that you are are hearing this <laughs> stuff. Like this is this really, really, I think, good stuff for you to be able to hear, um, because like, even that view of like Genesis one, Genesis two, if you begin to somehow just begin to entertain some of these potential just different ideas, it begins to affect how you read the rest of scripture on right. a very, very deep level. And um, and so, yeah, I think that's why it's so important that as we are trying to lay these foundations, as we're trying to study, as we're trying to grow, as we're having these conversation conversations, we have our open these open mind, man, it's very, very important for us to have. And I think that that's scary for a lot of people because right. sometimes if you say something that can change my mind, it's gonna change my mind maybe on what I think about this, but that doesn't just affect that. And it's, then it becomes a trail. Like you've got to begin to really try to, all right, well, if that affects that, then that also affects this and it affects this and it affects this and it affects this. Mm. And a lot of people don't want to potentially put the work and the time and the energy and effort in. Mm, It's so much easier just to believe whatever my mom and dad taught me to believe, which if you go to the surveys and and all of that, most of the people that when you reach adulthood, if you, most people haven't been taught to think critically when it comes to a lot of this stuff and if you really pinpoint the reality of their beliefs it is 80 85 most of the time well this is how my mom and dad believed right and so this is now how, this is now what i believe not that that's necessarily a, a bad thing per se but man, God gave us a brain and a mind right. for a reason, and it's to, I think, be able to try to explore some of these ideas and to put in the work, to put in the time, and to be able to put in, in the, the effort, man, to be able to try to understand these things to the best of our ability so that we can be the best image bearers of God that right. we could be, because that is the call that we have. But, man, it's 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 hard. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like I said, sometimes when one thing changes, it's just a domino right. effect and yes. you gotta, you gotta yeah, go through the trail. Everything. Yeah, right. absolutely. You gotta go through the trail and how you read scripture and it potentially changes, you know, how you read the new Testament and obviously the new Testament, Jesus should affect how we read the old Testament. And so, you know, it's just, there's, right. there's so many cool things. In there.
0: One thing that I learned that, that I really liked reading is Even with this thought, you know, even with what I explained about the Genesis, um, not everybody shares that, that thought. Not everybody shares that belief. And a lot of times we can get where we just, you know, call other people heretics because they don't believe like us. But we talked about that in week one and about, maybe it was week two, when we were talking about the Trinity, and mm. there were all these councils and these, you know, arguments of, you know, trying to explain, like, well, what do we do with Jesus? Right. You know, what, you know, because there were some some beliefs that said that he's almost divine, not quite. Right. You know, there were some people that, that believed that God, adopted jesus as a, you know he was a human so i'm just going to adopt him and that kind of thing and um so they would have these lengthy arguments these debates these councils right. and they would come up with what was truth what they all agreed to be truth and then the um the thought that they didn't agree with they would label a heretic but what what dr Gangs pointed out is A heretic sometimes, you know, we just get this in our mind that they're just awful. You know, trying to, you know, throw out just, you know, heresies like that. It's a negative thing. But all a heresy is, is like it just it's a belief that needs tweaking. Hmm. You know, it doesn't make you a bad person. It just means that you're on to something, but it needs to be tweaked a little bit. And um, we have to be so careful that when we have our eyes open to like my eyes were open last night that if other people interpret scripture differently, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're heretics, but even if they are, that just means that, their thinking needs to be adjusted.
1: Yeah. All hope's not lost. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think that's yeah. how we treat, you know, people who maybe think different or believe different than we do as well. Hope is lost for them because they don't believe the way that I do. And <clears throat> I think the beautiful thing, um, about this thing about following Jesus is like there, the table is big and the table is vast. And that's, what's so great, <laughs> you know, is we don't get to determine who's at the table. Right. We don't. And, you know, it's so easy for us to take scripture and to take what we deem as theology and correct theology and to make it about that. And then that gives us the power to be able to exclude people or to not exclude people. And then it also gives us the power to be like, Well, that person is you know, they may be doing bad things. We'll sweep that stuff under the rug, but they're still allowed to be a part. And then you just get into all these kind of political things and all of this bureaucracy stuff. And I think Jesus, he wasn't really interested in that. I think if he was interested in that, he could have set all that up and made all that possible, and he could have done all that. But I don't. That's not what Jesus. Jesus was about. And so this reality of of theology, you know, like if our theology becomes more important than God and who God is, well, then I think we're missing the point mm-hmm. of what theology really should be about. <laughs> and if we're so cons- <clears throat> so concerned about, you know, certain things that we're missing and we're totally neglecting other things, then to me that's a, that's a very, very weak kind of theology and belief. And so, I mean, how do we, how do we try to create a uniform kind of belief, not uniform, but I mean a, a broad, I guess, theology um, is maybe the word I should have used. How do we create a broad theology? But then also within that, realize that we still hold on to this theology of the Trinity and that God's going to be God and God mm-hmm. is God. Right. And we can have our beliefs, but those beliefs are hopefully something that we just are always continuing to explore. And we allow the spirit to work within us and we allow our friends to work within us. And, and uh, you know, I think when we get to that point, I think that's when something beautiful really, really be- will begin to emerge. When we're right. willing to do the work, right. we're willing to read, we're willing to argue and debate sometimes get mad at each other, but then at the end of the day, be like, you know what, we're still brothers and sisters exactly. and we can, you know, maybe disagree on this, but we're still going to love God and love others to the best All of our right. ability. Then man, there's something beautiful that can happen there.
0: This past weekend, we were invited to, um, actually it was to my mother. Let's see, my daughter's mother-in-law's house. Am <laughs> <I'm> I <getting> that <laughs> correct. She's my friend too, but they invited just a several people like from their neighborhood from their church just from people they knew we had baptist and methodist and um of course nazarene i don't know what other denominations were represented but we had this time of just food and fellowship and he gave like a a bible study about the veil and Mm. it was just so beautiful that how we had all these different theologies, you know, it's like we interpret things, you know, because I was sitting here thinking I'm preaching the next day and probably half of you probably think I'm a heretic. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, it was really a beautiful thing when we really just try to focus on Jesus. We can put our theological differences aside mm. and we can just love each other. And it was very, it was a beautiful display of that.
1: It's so good yeah, on such, such a deep level. And, um, yeah, it's theology is a good thing you know um, it's not a bad thing um, but it's not meant to be a weapon and right. uh, it's not meant to be held as a sword and so uh, but it's so easy to get to that place if we're not careful if we're not on right. guard it's so easy to get to that place and um, so I'm glad you're learning these things I'm yes. glad you're having these conversations no, it's, good. Uh, it's so important I think to have these conversations um, and I think these are conversations and things that we should be having at the local level um with our churches, with people right. that we love, and um, talking about these things, and
0: and read the Nicene Creed, just read yeah. through that this week and see, you know, what are some of the the truths that we pretty much all agree on. Right. You know, you have your spine and you have your ribs. The creeds are pretty much the spine of right. what we all. So read through those,
1: yeah, and um, and, yeah, and, and also
0: read the, you know, if you're in a denomination, read what your articles of faith are. Right. You know just that's a great place to start because i you know most people just show up at church and just wondering and they like the the fun things that's happening there they like the kids program and they have no idea what the church even believes or why it believes it's important it is very important that when you pull up into the church parking lot and you get a church sign in the yard you need to know what they teach
1: yeah absolutely and hopefully it's readily accessible, you know, and yeah, there may be it some be churches. Yeah. yeah if, it, if it, maybe if it's not readily accessible, then maybe you need to run. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
0: yeah, But, uh, but yeah. anyway, I just appreciate y'all listening yeah. to me ramble uh, about my class. <laughs> it's
1: good. It's fun conversations. And hopefully, like I said, hopefully you learned a little bit. Maybe, um, maybe you you, know, maybe you see Genesis 1 in a totally different light and oh. uh, go explore it. You know, I like don't, don't just leave it with us. Like go explore it. And right pray about it and read it and then read what other people say about it and then take that back and be like yeah that that feels that that seems right you know as i've been praying through this i that really feels right and then read the descent to that you know like You're read different explaining ap- the
0: wesleyan quad- <laughs> quadrilateral what is it quadrilateral yeah yeah
1: See,
0: quadrilateral. I, <laughs> I try so hard and i overthink it um, but yeah, it's scripture, it's reason, it's tradition and experience. And that holds up theology. Yep. Yeah. That's
1: how we get to our theology. Yep. So, yeah, just, uh, man, we just encourage you to be able to do that. And if you have different theological beliefs, you're you're okay. You know, like, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to tell you that everybody knew some of the things that maybe i believe and you'd be like oh my Heretic. goodness <laughs> we'll <just wake> that <laughs> thought, Pastor that's right that's right that's right um but it's, it's beautiful you know and um and i've you know gotten to some of the places that i have through study through prayer through conversations through a lot of things and um and so you know but i go into every conversation maybe something will change so man we just hope that as you approach theology, as you approach trying to learn and grow to the best of your ability, and that you'll you'll put in the, the work, put in the effort, and uh, really make it uh, make it what it is—not because of who you are, but because of who God is—and that you'll learn to grow God, learn to love God, and to understand Him uh, to the best of your ability, and that you will be the best image bearer for Him as
0: possible. And He wants to reveal Himself. That's uh, the main thing to remember: is He wants you to know Him.
1: That's it. Well, we do love you all. Thank you so much for listening in. Man, if you have, like I said, if you have a thought uh, or concern, <laughs> comments, whatever, uh, we would love for it, uh, to, to hear from you. You can reach us uh, at email at growinghopelivingfaith at gmail.com.
0: Facebook, Growing Hope Living Faith Podcast.
1: That's right. And um, we're going to get better about making sure we get uh, yeah. some stuff out there. Um, yeah. If you listened to last week's, we're going to probably put something out. But if you listen to last week's, it means that you're really, really, Trying to find our stuff because we didn't do a great job of promoting, but uh, we'll try to get better at that. No, no, life happens. So, (laughs) all right. Well, thank you once again for listening. Grace and peace. God bless. We love you all. Bye bye.